Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Uh, welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure uh, of Mark Metry on the show today. So welcome, Mark. Julian, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's been great to see your progress over the last year and a half. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, and seeing your sort of life sort of uh, come out and all the learnings that I'm getting, I'm sure other people are as well. But I'm just going to do a little bit of a big up now for you because it's good for people who may not know you, but I'm sure they do know you. Um, it's always good to do that. But uh, obviously, you are a Forbes featured uh, keynote speaker, uh, and I'm sure you're not doing a lot of keynote speaking right now. Um, <laughs> no. The host of your own podcast show, Humans 2.0, which is um, obviously got lots of uh, key people on there. Um, you're recently an author of Screw Being Shy that came out, I think, back in March. And quite recently, you just launched another company called Growcast. So you're you're busy. You're doing lots, and and you know this this podcast is all about um, thriving. But it's you know there's elements of people seeing that, but there's always something behind that. How you get to that place. But before we go into all of that, is I would just want to uh, for you to share your I guess your passions. You know what what do you love about what you do? Yeah, what I love about what I do is looking into someone's eyes and then seeing they have some sort of mind realization, something, their perspective shifts, and they start to understand something differently for the first time in their life. And I'm personally obsessed with that because, you know, I, for the first part of my life, I, uh, I grew up truly just surviving. I had no idea that I could thrive. And eventually you start to learn some things that change your life. And I think that's one of the most powerful things. And so when someone reaches out to me or if I'm having a conversation and they read my book, they listen to my podcast, whatever, and I see that they have that same exact thing, it's just like a, it's just like a younger version of myself, even though they may be older than me, mm-hmm. experiencing that. And so that's that's one of the reasons why I get out of bed in the morning for sure. <laughs> That's your passion for people. I mean, your passion for sharing your story, I guess, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think ultimately, at the end of the day, I think for me, it's just like there's so many different problems going on around the world. Um. There are so many. Like, I can't even. I don't even know where to begin. And when you look at that as an individual, it seems very much powerless. It seems very much like all these issues are going on. I can't do anything about it. And so for me, just based on my life circumstance, I've been placed in a position where I can really help people expand their perspective around things like destigmatizing mental health, around just mental wellness, how to improve your performance, how do you become more resilient? How do you thrive? Um, And so I'm just trying to use that gift, you know? And so the way that I use that gift, that's how I help people because I've learned that behind every organization, behind every cause is a person. It's Mm. a CEO, it's a leader, it's a founder, it's, it's, it's an employee, it's whoever. And the reality is, is each person has 
a very complex life. They all have their brains. Uh, everyone has a capacity for mental health. Mm. So for me, that's just where I found to be the most useful. And then also the other side of that is probably like my business. Um, I started this business, like you said, Growcast. And really what that is, is just like me realizing that I don't have all the answers in life and there are way smarter leaders than me, but I need to empower them in a way that they can start their own podcast in a way that they can expand their message and their movement like they're doing right now. And so, yeah, I mean, those are the things for me right now. I do a lot of different things, but that to me is just what really motivates me because I think that's what can really change the world. Absolutely. I mean, and just going back to this whole mental health um, piece, uh, we know that um, it's become even more prevalent in terms of during this sort of pandemic. um, And there's also a a prediction, there's almost going to be a tsunami of sort of mental health issues. Um, I know I was reading some studies recently that um, I think back in sort of the early days of lockdown, you know, 60, 70 percent of people were suffering from some form of anxiety or concern of the future and um you know it's so there's a whole piece out there and there's a concern i'm, I'm concerned for others who you know are struggling with it whether well, it's working from home massive changes uncertainty economic i mean it's quite depressing in some sense um now you obviously yourself have suffered from social anxiety uh, sort of growing up and have overcome that and and you're in a place, I guess, you've learned out of your own experience and what you've read, who you've talked to. Um, how have you found it yourself in the last six months? And what what certain things have you found that are, you almost have to go back, not to basics, but go back to some of those things again, because you're, you're slipping again into a, a world of surviving and fear and things because there's people out there who are i would say pretty resilient and they've got that skill but we slip we and that's how we fall off the wagon it's not in that sense but we we can easily slip into something what things have you found and and what have you done to try and get you back into that place of keeping that thrive mindset and sort of going forward yeah you know honestly it's been really hard i'm not gonna lie it's been extremely hard and um and honestly, I don't think if you talked to me like in the beginning of March, I would have been like, there's no way that this is possible in the world. <laughs> like there's no way that we would be like in the world where we wouldn't have access to see our friends, where we wouldn't have access to go to the gym. I just mm. thought that wouldn't be possible. And so honestly, I think I'm treating these these six months that have come honestly is like one big experiment. Uh, I honestly feel like I'm just learning so much. Like every month I'm like, wow, I didn't know that about myself. Um, sometimes it's brutal. Sometimes it's great. So, so are you learning more in, about yourself? In this oh situation? man, dude. Oh my God. It's crazy. I, I literally feel like each month has been a year. Like I literally feel like I, each month has been a legitimate year of growth, uh, from, from all aspects of life. Um, but in terms of the things that I think have really helped me, um, you know, number one, it, it's been, um, you know, it's been like my literal safety. And so what I mean by that is like, you know, we, we all know, like if anybody studies psychology that, you know, the, the basis of our psyche is meant to provide us with some sort of safety security. And that can be meant in so many different ways. You know, if you have lost your job, 
and you don't know how you're going to pay your rent next month, you're going to be anxious. Like that's just, there's nothing you can do. And if anything, you're anxious for a reason. Right. Uh, and there's also like physical safety. So for example, um, you know, like if you like, you know, depending on who you talk to and if you look at the statistics, you know, and, you know, depending on at least in some cities in America, crime is going up. And so when you're talking about people walking around at night and you can't really do that anymore, mm-hmm. uh, that's very dangerous. And, and so it is right for someone to be anxious. And then when, you know, people turn on the TV and they see all these different politicians talking about X, Y, and Z, some of the things that they say are crazy. You're like, wow, our country is not going in the right direction. And so that doesn't give you safety either. And so there are very real um, sort of like psychological safety and security factors that mm. I think are really at the at the base. But the biggest thing, honestly, that I have learned is that when you are living in a time of uncertainty, of instability, the best thing that you can do is to try to create certainty and stability in some way, in like some micro world that yeah. you create. Uh, and so for me, I've become friends with like nature. That's been, that's been probably like one of the the biggest things that I think has saved me with this quarantine. I think uh, like having just like intimate relationships, um, you know, maybe meeting up with someone like once a week or something that, you know, can, you know, give you like a deep conversation where you feel safe to talk to them about anything. That's so important. Um, The other thing too, is just like, so, th- so this is it, right? So a lot of the times, you know, when someone is feeling like when someone is complaining, a lot of the times, especially like in the self-development world, we're taught to told people like, hey, hey, yeah, that sucks. But hey, guess what? Someone else out there has it worse than you. So you should be grateful. And of course that works. But the reality is, is like, I just, I think we just need to like reimagine this situation, you know, people talk about like first world problems and third world problems. Yeah. Well, it's like, listen, if it's your life, why does it matter if it's a first or third world problem? Like whatever your brain is telling you is real is the actual problem that you are facing right then and there. And so I think there's been a lot of just like discrediting. I think like we've all just understood that as a society, everyone's mental health is just, everyone's tired. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone feels beat. Um, and so I think it could be really tempting to just like fall into that trap as a leader. Um, so I think a a massive part of it is like just to have empathy. Right. And like, for example, speaking of HR, I was speaking last week or the week before, I don't know. Um, I was speaking (laughs) with, uh, Claude Silver. I don't know if you know her. She's the, she's the chief heart officer at Vayner media, Gary Vayner, Chuck's company. Sounds like a I should get to know already, I think. Oh, no, 100%. So she's like head of HR. And I was asking her because they have like 800 employees. Mm-hmm. And I was asking her, I was like, yo, how, how do you even begin to, to even deal with? I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, she would just do, you know, she was telling me that because of technology, it's actually easier to meet with people, just like yeah, do yeah. the number of people. And so she was telling me, um, you know, I would just ask people how they're doing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to like tell them what to do. I wouldn't send them like an article unless they asked me. I wouldn't try to, you know, give them life advice. I would just ask them what they're doing. And she told me the story of how one of her employees was like, you know, I'm really depressed. And she asked him, 
like, what have you done in the past to like help yourself or how are you dealing mm -hmm. with that? How are you managing? And he's like, I write poetry. And so they just started sharing poetry with each other during this <laughs> meeting. Oh. Yeah. And it's just like something as small as that yeah. can be used to just emotionalize and, and, and sort of connect with someone. And so, yeah, it's, it's really an interesting time. It's very hard. And I think it's been especially hard for leaders who are yeah. dealing with a lot of people and dealing with the, the complexity of each and every single person in their lives yeah. and all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's very difficult, but I think trying to create certainty and security individually in like my own microcosm of my own yeah. world uh, has been great. And just empathizing with people and, and not, and not just running to dismiss people's feelings because um, it makes me uncomfortable, but actually just like realizing with the facts and the facts might suck at that moment. That's great. And it's interesting that, you know, um, that sort of chief heart officer or whatever she was called um, in terms of that sort of poetry and doing something which almost rather than her coming up with the solution, the idea of how to fix it, because often we, we all do that. And it's sometimes actually that very insightful to say how's what's helped you in the past. And then that's the poetry thing came up, which is quite interesting really um and it's interesting because I'm, I'm a coach and i you know i don't tell people what to do i don't give people advice and i've have been having lots of conversations with leaders where actually they're feeling slightly um um strained with the the, the sort of the pressure to feel like they should know yeah and I've actually said to them, well, actually, it's okay not to know, and it's okay, okay, not to, it's okay to communicate, not like knowing that you're not know. And um, I always quote Brené Brown, where she talks mm. about you know courage, and she talks about you know jumping into the arena with that sense of whether you're going to fail or be successful. It's you're in you're in that position, you're stepping up, and it doesn't matter if you don't know. And uncertainty is like that. And yeah. I, I, I've done masterclasses in the last six months with lots of leaders around the world. Uh, that are sort of lots of complimentary stuff and it's all about that feeling actually okay to not know and as long as you galvanize people pull people in and do what you can um, you don't have to know it all because we are yeah. all in the same boat of we don't know <laughs> you know governments yeah. are all navigating in different ways and it's interesting you talk about those sort of things about doing the things you can control and those sort of little microcosms that's you know going off for a walk yeah. in nature I um I listened to a podcast recently and talked about how basically you can't predict the future. No, surprisingly, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a, but we try our best to do it. And you know, this pandemic, you know, it could be twelve, eighteen months, it could be two years. Who knows how long? It, never know how long it's going to be. But what you can, <laughs> that, that, I, I know, those eyes, I know, but the mindset you've got to have a long because you can't control it. But what you can control is how we respond to whatever it is, whether those challenges, those adversities, those situations. And it's getting to that place of controlling this as opposed to controlling people, situations. And uh, it, it is challenging. Yeah. It is challenging. So, totally. so on the back of, of you. Can I say something? Go, go, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one thing I just want to say about, you know, what you said about leaders, I love it. And, um, and, you know, I want to, I want to tell you a story. So I was talking to, I was talking to the the founder and CEO of Mind Valley, Vishen Lakiani. I don't know if you're aware with them, and he was telling me of the story of how many years back, him and his wife were trying to have a baby, 
and they they were trying, 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 and they got some progress. They got some good signs from the doctors, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. It, they couldn't do it. And Vision was telling me on the day that he found out from his doctor that they couldn't do it. He was so depressed. He was so out of it. Mm. And yet he came to his office because he was like, hey, I'm the leader. I have to show up for people. I have to be there. And I don't I don't want to get tell them how I'm feeling because I, I don't want to bring them down. Right. Mm. And that's a lot of the times how we think in our head. Yeah. And so his office and his like how their headquarters is set up, it's all glass, right? And so in the offices, everyone can see everybody. It's all see. Right. And he was telling me that he went to his office and he just like sort of like got on his computer and like pretended to like work on some things to like distract himself or whatever, whatever we do. And and a teammate comes up to him and she says, you know, hey Vision, um, I was wondering if you saw you know, my progress in this, in this project that you tasked me with. Mm. And he kind of like talked with her five minutes. He was kind of out of it. And then she ended up leaving. And then like two hours later, she came back to his office and she said, Vishen, I came, I wanted to talk to you because I don't know if you're upset with me because I didn't do what that well of a job or what, but based on your facial expression, I can just tell that you, you're really upset at me. And so he was basically telling me like in that moment, right then and there, he truly understood the power of what it's like to be a leader and yeah. tell people, Hey, I don't have all the answers. And to just like sh be honest and just like reflect your humanity. Because yeah. oftentimes we, we think, especially I think as guys, we think like, Oh, we can't tell people because we're the strong ones. We can't let our family know yeah. or we can't let our friends know because we have to contain it all. And we have to, we have to carry it. We have to be stronger. And I'm sure in some situations that may be okay. But the reality of the fact is, is other people are going to think that you are upset because of them. Yes. And that's not going to make anybody feel good. And so that's like, that's like one of the most powerful lessons yeah. on leadership of just the ability to just be honest and, and have transparent communication. Yeah. Even if you think like, you're not strong. Like if you say this, you're not going to be a strong leader or whatever kind of ideas that we have in our head. And so that's been like a critical lesson for me when dealing with, you know, when talking with other people with my team, things like that. No, no, that's really, that's incredible. That's a valuable story actually. Cause I think it's, it's, we observe, don't we, when we interact with people and we pick up so much and if we're feeling this unhappiness and it, we just think, oh, it must be us, <laughs> not, not not a situation that they're carrying. Obviously, we can't spill our guts all the time. Right. Um, for wisdom, but um, I agree with you that transparency and being sort of, it takes courage to be transparent as much as it is to lead from the front and drive through forward and all that sort of stuff. Um, but no, I think uh, leaders, you know, I, I think a lot of leaders I've been talking to have felt, slightly um rabbit caught in the headlights in the last sort of six months with all the challenges they've been facing and, and i think they're a bit tired with it all as well and uh, oh, weary yeah. with it um so yes i know it's and, I, and I've, in some ways i've almost give them as almost like it's okay and actually just by doing that releases them and goes isn't it is it okay yeah oh, it is it's okay to sit. you don't know the answers so so you've been doing things like reflecting obviously in nature You've been sort of working out sort of little things. Is there anything else you've been doing? I mean, obviously, besides setting up another company, I mean, <laughs> I'm launching another book. 
Man, my book my book came out literally the day the entire world shut down. I had to literally switch every, everything I was doing. Everything got canceled. Um, you would have had a whole sort of keynote speeches, all sorts of stuff going on, I guess, because you do a lot of that. I mean, that must have been... <laughs> I think I saw a post that said... Um, it was something. It was almost apologizing for launching something. And I was thinking, you know, it's apologize. It, it was yeah. almost a, everybody's like, you know, the world's gone sort of into sort of lockdown, and you're launching a new book. And I thought, well, no, good on you. You just got to carry on sometimes, and you know. Yeah. But I'm sure all your plans to promote it and everything else were slightly uh, scuppered. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and you know, honestly, this is this has been the big thing, right? So, um, one of the big things that I have been thinking about is what we do from the world to receive validation, what we do from the world to receive that feeling of success. Mm. And a lot of the times, a lot of these patterns are based off how we grew up as kids. And so, for example, you know, one person who let's say, you know, grew up poor and their parents were like, Hey, you got to go get a job. You know, you got to drop out of school or something like that. Yeah. Maybe they gain value from making money and providing for their family. And inherently, there's nothing wrong with that. However, you have to have a certain balance. You have to absolutely um, be able to, uh, you know, not necessarily rely on a piece of validation from the outside world. Mm-hmm. And so I say this because. You know, for me personally, when I was growing up through with social anxiety, I I didn't get good grades. I couldn't really talk to people. I didn't play any sports. I wasn't creative. I wasn't artsy. I wasn't like all of these typical things that a lot of kids sort of end up putting themselves in to gain validation from. And Mm -hmm. so for me, a big part of that was using the Internet to start businesses, to start websites, to learn how to make apps, all these different things that I did as a kid. And so for me. One of the biggest things that I have like learned is just like observing these patterns of validation mm. and seeing what I can learn from them. So, you know, full honesty, um, you know, when I launched my company, Growcast, at the end of July, beginning of August, I remember that specific day. I was probably sorry, the most. Sorry, just to stop on it. Was that a plan this year, or did that come out of all the last few months? Um. No, I mean, honestly, it's it was always kind of a plan in the back of my head. Right. I was okay. kind of working on it. I had been working one-on-one with leaders for years to start a podcast, yeah. but I wanted to create something that many people that can't get access to me can can use. But yeah. then now it's just kind of the trigger. Um, but um, but anyway, you know, so I'm starting this business. It's launch day. Of course, there are some problems, but nothing too bad. And, um, and I honestly just caught myself literally freaking out, super stressed out, honestly, a little bit depressed. And I had no idea why. And I, I end up meeting with, uh, with a friend of mine and, um, and basically long story short, we end up doing like this, this, uh, like this breath work, this breathing work exercise. Okay. Yeah. And well, like we mind, mindfulness type of thing, sort of mindfulness. Uh, like no, it was no, it's it called uh, it was called holotropic breathing specifically. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like some pretty intense stuff, but basically, like you do this certain breathing pattern for like ten minutes, and then there's like some music in the background. And she put on this music, and I thought it was like super woo woo at the beginning. It was like it was like let go, enter the flow. It was something like that. And so I was extremely skeptical, but but I just like sort of do this. 
And literally next thing I know, like 10 minutes in, all of a sudden I feel such an intense intensity of emotions. Yeah. And next thing I know, I kind of like open my eyes and like, it's, it's kind of weird to explain, but all of a sudden it kind of feels like I went back in time. I set that side of my body and I went back to the time when I was a kid and it was a time where I was a kid and um, it was a time in my life where I was, was just starting to face racism. People were starting to abuse me. I started to understand where I, where I was told my place was in the world. Mm. And I realized that nobody helped me when I was younger. And I realized that I needed to help myself as a kid. Mm. And so I put on this mask of control, of trying to control everything so that nothing mm. again goes bad, so that I don't need people's help. And if you look at, for example, social anxiety, social anxiety is you trying to control yourself so that you can control social situations so that it doesn't go bad. And so all of a sudden, this is like, like, again, beginning of August, end of July, just recently, all of a sudden I like wake up out of this like crazy dream and I just like start crying. I just start literally just, I break down crying. And all of a sudden I just like realize this pattern of validation that I have been Mm. in my entire life of feeling worthless, feeling like I have no self-esteem, creating something in the world, becoming successful at it, people from the outside telling you you're successful and you're awesome, but then on the inside, you don't feel it. And so right then and there, that was like a a moment that I realized where I was, I thought I had grown past this. You know, I thought through all Mm. the things that I do from meditation to therapy to all these things I had grown past it. The truth is, is I haven't grown past it. And I, but I did take that one step forward. I did heal a layer mm. within my psychology. And so that's been the biggest thing. And, and like, you know, really, I oh. think the biggest thing is like life is so difficult and it's always been difficult. But I think those of us who have had it good are now starting to see for various reasons why life might be a little bit harder. And so for me, mm. what I'm doing in my head is like, I'm just like now expecting this period is like an incubation period. Like this is a period of quarantine. And like, for example, I live in Boston. Everything here is basically back to open. We're not really quarantined anymore, but I've just like gone in my head that like, yo, I'm just going to come out a different person. I'm just going to work on myself. I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to be in the midst of the darkness when it comes and the light. And I'm just going to be in growth. Like right in, like I'm literally going to take a faucet yeah. Both and literally just open my mouth and just get it in there directly. And it's going <laughs> to suck. But ultimately, you know, I know I'm 23 years old and I, there's so many more things that I need to learn. There's so many more things I need to grow past yeah. within myself so that I can be a way better leader when I'm 28, 29, 30, wherever, you know, if I make it there. And so, yeah, man, I'm just in the middle of the process and I've just like built this in as an expectation. And so I think that's been a a way that I've been able to cope with this of like, not even thinking like, oh, at next year when this goes back to normal, no, just like literally being like, I don't know what's going to happen. So listen, I'm just like, I'm just like, I was this caterpillar before. I'm just going (laughs) to get in this cocoon and just build, 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 grow. And so that may be another coping mechanism, but you know, I'm just honest. Uh, I'm, I always try to t- treat myself like a student, like a beginner, because yeah. that's how you learn. And I think the best teachers are the best students. 
So I'm always just trying to learn myself and be honest and share with people. Uh, I think that's some really valuable uh, lessons. Uh, I think it really is. Uh, well, no, it's it's that even that phrase of when it gets back to normal, I think it's sort of gone now because I think people realize there never will be a normal. Um, and to take that time to A, be honest with yourself and also to really invest in yourself. And uh, that's, I think, is, is really important. Um, I also, I, I've, the other day, I, I, I talk about limiting beliefs when I um, uh, coach people, as in overcoming limiting mm. beliefs. And it just struck me the other day, and I thought to myself, am I, and I had to challenge myself. I'm, al- I'm always reflecting on whether I, a conversation with somebody or coaching or just generally, and I go in nature a lot. Nature's where I love reflecting. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, am I creating a limiting belief with this pandemic of almost, well, I've got to wait until that, or I've got to, I can't do that until this. And almost, and I, and I, I thought, so I'm, I think I am, I think I'm thinking I'm starting to put a, a reason. And I, I started last few months, you know, you know, I've launched a podcast, whatever, two months ago now. Um, I, I launched an online course early in the pandemic. <laughs> so um, I started to connect with people around the world. And I just, I started to go a little bit, a bit like yourself. Do you know what? This is the time. There's opportunities. There is opportunities. And just almost literally almost put your hand up. And just grab, grab it. Not in a, not in a materialistic fun. I'm not talking about that. I'm just sort of in grabbing opportunities uh, whether that's to learn, whether that's to help somebody, whether that's to sort of get alongside somebody, uh, I'm doing that. And 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 also, I'm I, I meant to start a, my psychology masters beginning of this year, and I, I put it on hold for various reasons. Nice. And I start that in October. So um, again, awesome. it's it's investing, and and I think do you know what one of the biggest things with resilience, of building resilience, um, is being in that learning capacity and helping yourself get challenged, helping you sort of build new behaviors, new ways of doing things, being around people that are helping you learn and challenging you. And that just creates that sort of psyche and the mindsets and the way of just coping when things are a little bit Mm. thrown at you. You don't get so, so rocked. Um, So yeah, I definitely, that's a great advice in terms of you just, I wouldn't be, don't keep yourself in a cocoon. I mean, I'm sure you're flying like a butterfly, really. Um, it might not feel like that, but uh, from what I see, from my perspective, you're flying in that context. But yeah, keep investing. Um, one question, Thanks, which may be helpful to you, I've always asked people this is what story do you want to tell others in two years' time? um what story do i want to tell other people in two years time Hmm. so in two years time you're looking back of how you've dealt with the whole covid19 panic whatever you want to call it it's it's, you know what i think is going to be i'm not sure obviously but i think what it's going to be is this right so so if you read my book screw being shy you know i tried my best with it And, you know, I think on that note of, um, you know, kind of like where I had like this, uh, this like transcendental experience of where I realized that I was just trying to control everything in my life. I think in two years time, I'm going to tell the story of how I'm still doing that today. And it's the balance and the process between trying to control life, trying to control reality 
And like you kind of said it, you know, it's like it's about controlling your mind, not about controlling life between letting go and surrendering. So I think that's what it's going to be. And and I've talked about it a little bit in my book, but I think that's probably, you know, just kind of looking at myself, 23 year old male, very healthy. I've got, I've got the go, 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 get it, go, get it. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) I think that that part of me is going to like get balanced out by the other half. And so I don't necessarily know what that story is going to be, Cause I'm writing it every day, yeah. no, <laughs> but, no, no, uh, sure. but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm learning my best. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, um, you know, for me, I think the big thing is just like, um, I think the big thing for me is just like a lot of the times when you make significant progress in your life, you often sometimes start thinking like, Oh, I already learned that. Or I already know that. And the reality is, is that is probably the most dangerous thing that I have ever heard of in my entire life. And mm. sometimes I slip into that as well. And it's really about just like trying to treat yourself like day one. Like yeah. I try to think about myself when I first started my journey, what was I thinking like day one in terms of like how excited I was? Yeah. Like for you, you're going back, you're, 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 you're going to learn psychology. Like that's awesome. Um, that's something I could totally see myself doing one day. But um, I think that's the biggest thing. So I think it overall be the story of, letting go of like the more controlling masculine boom, boom, boom type a more into the surrendering, entering the flow, the present moment um, where things just happen and you let go. And I've, I've faced both of them, but I think you need a balance of both of them to to, like live a happy life. It's interesting. You talk about that whole learning where we almost think, Oh, I know that, but actually I, I've started to learn, and as somebody said a phrase, and it's I think it's quite a well-known phrase, you can't enter a stream in the same place or twice or whatever the expression is. So you can't literally, because mm. it, it's flowing. And it's like if you get something told to you today from somebody and you hear it from either them or somebody else the next day, actually you will hear it differently because, A, you've heard it already once. You would have processed it and you would have built upon it and started to, cognate some sort of thoughts around it so actually it adds to it so it's having that sort of mindset actually you can continue to learn even though you might get exposed to something appearing to be the same but actually it's not the same because you're in a different place if you know what i mean yeah not, not to compromise too much but it's i think it's having that mindset that we're, we are always learning and creating that sort of better version of ourselves and not in comparison to anything else um mark i, I do yeah. Thank you for your openness and uh, and to be honest, it's been really delightful to have you on here. And I do love your energy and uh, your passion and um, and all what you're doing. And um, how can people get hold of you? Because I, I always want to elevate my guests and promote what they do. Uh, how can people get hold of you? What's the best place to do that? Yeah, the best place is if you just go to my LinkedIn, which is just my first and last name. Um, and you send me some kind of a, like a personalized connection request and you tell me you came from Julian's uh, live stream, you can ask me anything, reach out to me. But yeah, that's, that's the best, that's the best spot. LinkedIn. Brilliant. Uh, appreciate that. And I'll put all the details obviously in the podcast as well to, to connect with you as well. So yeah, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your time. Much thank you for doing thank you for doing what you do and it's been great to see your progress and if i can help anyway please don't hesitate to reach out and also to everyone else listening to brilliant thank you mark Woo.